Pine Hills residents fight to take their community's name back. You're listening to The Wrap from 90.7 WMFE News. I'm Brendan Byrne. It's been one year since a fatal shooting in Pine Hills took the lives of 9-year-old Tiana Major, 38-year-old Natasha Augustine, and 23-year-old Dylan Lyons. But residents have been trying to clean up Pine Hills and its reputation for being crime-ridden for years. Residents take issue with the nickname Crime Hills and say the community was given it unfairly. The norm in Pine Hills was no crime, no issues, and then as soon as you started having it, then people looked for it. The news media started looking for that. A one Orange County community is working to take back its name. That's ahead on The Wrap, the big stories this week from 90.7 WMFE News. But first, these headlines. With this year's Florida legislative session nearing its end, lawmakers are moving closer to finalizing a budget. The $115 billion budgets being hammered out in the Florida House and Senate include more money to help seniors stay in their homes as they age. But as WMFE's Joe Burns reports, the increases don't begin to keep up with the growing demand tied to Florida's aging population. The Florida House and Senate budgets add $6 million for community care for the elderly to serve an additional 900 frail seniors who otherwise might have to move to a nursing home. But over the past year, the wait list for that program has increased by about 8,000 people, climbing to more than 83,000. The budgets also add new recurring funds to support caregivers for low-income seniors. But again, demand is outpacing the support. Here's Zane Smith with AARP. Even though the state of Florida is putting money to these programs and making this funding reoccurring now for the first time, we're still not reducing the wait list. Advocates emphasize that helping seniors age in place is not only better for them, it also costs far less. Joe Burns, 90.7 WMFE News. Lawmakers must finalize a budget by March 5th, allowing for a constitutionally required 72-hour cooling-off period before the end of the session, March 8th. Local doctors are urging parents to get their children measles vaccinations. So far, Florida has reported 10 cases, with the closest reported in Polk County. Measles is a highly contagious disease that involves fever and swelling. Dr. Jared Fox is an infectious disease expert from Orlando Health. He says measles vaccine rates have been declining in central Florida due to misinformation and fear. Those fears are unfounded and that the risk of getting the disease if you're unvaccinated is much higher than um, any potential risk associated with the the vaccine. Fox says unvaccinated children have a 90% chance of catching the virus if exposed. Measles can linger for two hours in the air. If an unvaccinated person knows they were exposed, they can still get vaccinated 72 hours after exposure. Florida Surgeon General Dr. Joseph Latipo is facing criticism for his response to the outbreak, telling parents of unvaccinated children it's their choice whether their students attend a class, a contradiction of federal guidelines which recommends unvaccinated students who haven't previously had the disease be kept home for three weeks because of the high likelihood they will be infected. NASA and SpaceX are set to launch another crew to the International Space Station from Kennedy Space Center. Three U.S. astronauts and a Russian cosmonaut are launching aboard SpaceX's Dragon spacecraft as early as Saturday night for a six-month mission living and working on the ISS. This will be SpaceX's 13th human mission launching from Florida. These stories and more on our website. Visit WMFE.org. 
Maitland's Black History is on display at a permanent exhibition called Maitland's Attic, which tells the story of the city's past through five pivotal time periods in the town's history. We really wanted people to understand that these items that you grow up with, your grandmother's items, they're memories, they're, um, they're pieces that have time and place and story attached to them. That's this week on Spotlight. Get it wherever you get this podcast. It's been one year since the shooting in Pine Hills took the lives of 9-year-old Tiana Major, 38-year-old Natasha Augustine, and 24-year-old Dylan Lyons, thrusting the community once again into the limelight. But for years, Pine Hills residents have been working to improve the community and its reputation of being crime-ridden, a reputation many say is undeserved. WMFE's Joe Mario Pedersen brings us that story. So, this is our national dish mm. out of Jamaica. So, have you heard of Aki and Saltfish? No, no. Pine Hills residents Andrea Fatmi Hall is showing me around the Caribbean Supercenter, a place she says is a microcosm of the melting pot that is West Orlando. As we toured the aisles of Jamaican, Guyanese, Indian, and Chinese cuisines, a gentleman spotted my mic and asked what we were doing. I informed him it was a story about Pine Hills. This is how he responded. Oh, geez. Why, why you should have said Crime Hills? Crime Hills. That name is like nails to the chalkboard for Fatmi Hall. She spoke to the man about the work she does to better Pine Hills through investments in the community and its youth. Absolutely. Let me give you a brochure here so I can show you the work. Pine Hills is about 70% black and 14% Hispanic. Fatmi Hall moved to this unincorporated subdivision in 2011 because of its Caribbean culture. She says while crime does happen in her community, the nickname Crime Hills is unfair and offensive. None of these things that we're talking about is just a Pine Hills problem. Tim Haberkamp owns a Hardee's restaurant here and has worked in Pine Hills for about 60 years, nearly the entire lifespan of the community, which was founded in the 50s, with residents largely employed by Martin Marietta, currently known as Lockheed Martin. It was tiny neighborhood. Yeah. Yeah, there was no tourism. But, I mean, the big thing for people to see, it would be go down to Lake Eel and see the flowers. Habercamp's Hardee's is a staple in the community, being one of the few constants to remain through all the changes. He says those changes began in the 80s with homeowners moving away and renters moving in. Around the same time, crime picked up in Pine Hills and all over Orange County. According to FBI statistics, violent crime doubled between 1986 and 1996. Habercamp says that's when Crime Hills was born. The norm in Pine Hills was no crime, no issues, and then as soon as you started having it, then people looked for it. The news media started looking for that. It's thought that media outlets coined the nickname Crime Hills. Habercamp says reports would also label areas as Pine Hills, even though the crimes took place elsewhere. We fought with them for years about, you know, that wasn't even in Pine Hills. But anywhere that was near here, it was, oh, it's Pine Hills. No, it's not. According to Orange County Sheriff's Office records, in 2006, 12% of violent crime in Orange County happened in Pine Hills. At that time, it's estimated that Pine Hills made up 6% of the county population, according to the U.S. Census. Over the years, crime has ticked down in Orange County. That's true in Pine Hills, where crime decreased 3% by 2020. There are many reasons for the decline. One of the contributing factors, though, is the group Future Leaders United, or FLU. The after-school mentoring program allows Maynard Evans High School students to engage with professionals and has given out college scholarships for the last 10 years. Fatmi Hall, the director, says it keeps kids away from gangs. They could take a different path if not mentored. And guess what the statistics show? 80% of our young people mentored take the right path, which is to be productive citizens. The program recently doubled the number of kids it mentors to now serve 200. Fatmi Hall is also the vice president of the Pine Hills Community Council, which works to improve the community with projects like adding lights at Lynx bus stops and cleaning up litter. 
She says that's how Pine Hills will take its name back, with residents investing in where they live. We're not in Crime Hills, we're in Prime Hills. Over the last year, Fatmi Hall says she's seen attendance at Evans' parent-teacher meetings tripled and noted an increase of participation at the Planning Council. She says it's a sign that people are invested in improving their community. Joe Mario Pedersen, 90.7 WMFE News. That's it for The Wrap this week, but stay listening. Next week, Lake County Supervisor of Elections is working to tackle voter disinformation in local elections. WMFE's Joe Burns reports on a disinformation workshop happening in Leesburg. And Orange County public school teachers are set to receive a historic salary increase, but contention over insurance costs has stalled contract negotiations. It's the subject of a special meeting next week, and WMFE's education reporter Daniel Pryor will bring us the latest on those talks. This podcast is produced by 90.7 WMFE News, with assistance from News Director LaToya Dennis and Digital Director Ryan Ellison. I'm Brendan Byrne. This is The Wrap.